Welcome to the Happy Customer Channel. On this week's episode, we sit down with Luis Gonzalez, a former customer service executive and now firefighter for the city of West Palm Beach. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Buena Vista Creative, Miami's premier digital marketing agency. Visit BuenaVistaCreative.com for more info on how Buena Vista can help your business increase revenue and create the brand and digital presence it deserves. Video and podcast production, web and app development, search engine and social media marketing, logo creation, outdoor, print, swag, and more. Visit BuenaVistaCreative.com to learn more. All right, my man. How we doing? How are you, my friend? Dude, you know, when people, you know that question that uh, folks ask where they go, if you could be stranded with one person on an island, who would that be? My answer is always the guest that I have on today, Luis Gonzalez. I like it. And the reason is, is because you can do all the things that I can right? I know that you'll figure out shelter. I know you can start a fire, uh, hunting, all that stuff. But the most important thing is when you're stranded on an island, you're going to have a lot of downtime and you got to have somebody that's a good hang and you're a great hang. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show, my my man. I'm doing Uh, great. Very happy to be here. So so it's it's funny. One thing that I remember thinking about in hiring people, imagine you have to be on a plane from Miami to LA. Yep. Do you want that person sitting next to you? The answer is no, don't hire that guy. It's it's almost always one of our, when we recap and go over sort of our scorecard of hiring people, mm-hmm. it's like, could you go on a business trip with this yeah. person? Or could you grab a beer with them? And if it's like, eh, yeah, especially I mean, if somebody's got to be with customers right, and right, stuff, right. Uh, it's 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 always a, a flag. Uh, you've had an interesting career. Uh, I have. You were in the BPO, you know, customer service business for many, many years. My entire career. Almost life. Almost your entire life. And, uh, you know, the word pivot, right, gets used a lot. And you know, what, what am I going to do with my life and all this stuff? But I can't think of a bigger pivot than you, right? You were an executive at a BPO. Mm. You, I think you like the people who you used to 100%. work with, uh, working with leading brands. And then one day you decide, you say, uh, this is a different career path for me. I'm, I'm going to be a firefighter, right? Mm-hmm. And you go from, you know, an executive uh, to a rookie again. Right. And your rookie class are people that you probably could be their father. I was twice as old as the youngest guy. That is amazing. At so, 44. So if, if you sort of have to get the mindset around that, how did you do that, right? So you went from, you know, up here and you, you busted your butt to build an awesome career for yourself to, I got to start all over in a completely different industry, mm-hmm. different skill sets in a lot of ways, uh, with a different group. How, how, how did you mentally get your head around that? Just... Like it, like I think, like everything else that that people who want to be successful or try to be successful do, just grind it out. What do you want to do? Be passionate about it. Make that your purpose, and go get it done. And and I think that for me, it was you know what is my what was my purpose? You know my my kids were were older. They were going off to college. I didn't have to worry about you know them from a financial perspective. Um, I love what I did. I think in the time that I was in the BPO space, I was able to influence a lot of lives, uh, met a lot of great people, a lot of great clients. But you got to ask yourself, what is what is my next thing? Yeah, right, right. Um, and for me, that's something that I always had in the ba- in the back of my mind. Uh, I felt not only did it give me something that I wanted to do in uh, in helping my community and, and being a uh, being a civil servant, but also afforded me the time to do all the other things that I wanted to do in life, be outside, work with charities, you know, work with volunteer programs, you know, getting kids outdoors. And 
that career, this career that I'm at now, affords me the opportunity to do that and still allows me to go out and have conversations like this right. and talk about business and use some of the skills that I've learned and some of the maturity that I gained um, in life to help other people uh, within the department, whether they're firefighters or chiefs. I, I believe that I'm a sounding board for a lot of those guys um, because of my experience. And and for me, that's, that's more rewarding um, than getting promoted to lieutenant, captain, yeah, or, yeah. or whatever the case is. We talk a lot about mentorship. Mm-hmm. You joined the fire uh, department at 40? 44. 44. And a cadet that comes in is 19, 18? The youngest, the other, the youngest guy in my class was 21, 22. Getting your business experience and bringing it to those young kids right out of high school, mm-hmm. what was that like? It's you, you have to play the part. They don't want to be told, I'm the this, I am the that, follow me, I've got experience. I got to outwork them. Yeah. I had to outrun them every day. I had to outscore them on every exam. I had to outperform uh, them on every PO. And at that point, I'm letting it speak for myself. And they start saying, hey, how do you do that? I go, on the five-mile run, how are you 44 and the first guy in line? I'm like, because I want to be here. I want to do right. this. And if if what you and you're gonna push yourself to do the things that you want to do, because it, it just becomes automatic. It's not it's not work for you. So the mentorship starts by doing. You know, Phil Jackson. I've never met the guy. Yeah. Right, mentor of mine. Great book. Very spiritual. He guided me. Right, without him knowing, he has no idea who I am. Right. He guided me on my spiritual journey. Right. Um, Pat Riley. Great book. Guided me on my business journey. He has no idea who I am. But he is a mentor. So a mentor doesn't have to be somebody that you can wrap your arms around. A mentor could be somebody who said, man, this person inspires me. Yeah, uh, yeah and, the, and their success leaves clues. That's that's a true thing. It's a, you're trying to take best practices from all these great leaders. It's the same with me. Tons of mentors. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Mm-hmm. I've never met the guy in my life. Right. I will probably never meet him. Right. But his story and his determination and it's, you know, it, li- living in this little village in Austria and mm-hmm. then one day saying... I'm not only going to be the Mr. Olympia, but I'm going to be the greatest action uh, actor in the world and the highest paid. Mm-hmm. Dude, he was 18 years old, you know, the, never taking an acting class, right? right? And uh, and then coming up with a plan and working that plan. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. The, the, the mentorship uh, starts by doing, but it doesn't need to be somebody that you touch and feel no, and, and know no. personally. Right. And and I think that's where what helped me and what, what helps me to this day I just go about my business and I am who I am. If what I am and what I do is helpful to you and you want me to share that, fantastic. I don't know. Listen, a candle doesn't lose its light when it lights another candle. It just makes the room brighter. Yeah. So for me, if I can help someone out, let's go. Because I'm still learning from, from people around me. Right. You, you, to, you, you mentioned something when you started uh, at the fire department. Uh, I said, how's it going? And you go, one of the best things is I don't take work home with me. And mm-hmm. I, I, I thought about it. I said, that's kind of crazy. I said, you're right. I, I go to sleep at night. I'm thinking the next day about this customer or this team member or whatnot. And you're like, every day's a new day. Mm-hmm. Walk me through that because at the end of the day, your new day is very different than mine, right? I'm right. looking at Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoints right. and conference calls. You're going into hairy situations, whether it's mm-hmm. an overdose, uh, uh, you know, an accident, you know, what have you? How, how do you decompress from that? Right. So the so the first part was very difficult. Yeah. Because when I would, it, when you leave work here, yeah. 
between here and the front door, you're having another 10 conversations with everyone in the office. When my relief, right, we call it a relief, the person who I'm, I'm, I'm in a seat in the morning, today I'm riding backwards on the engine, right? Like the old school engines that, the, you know, you have your backs to the front. I'm riding backwards. The other guy who's riding backwards come in. I give him a pass down. Here's what we did. We got fuel. We ran tools. We had a fire. We had a gas leak over here. Once that's done, my equipment is off the truck and his is on. I'm done. It took me months to actually leave work at that point without walking on and saying, hey, do you need anything? Do you need it? Is there anything I'm else? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> get, get out of here. Hey, is your relief here? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here already. That was very difficult to, um, to learn. I can go on a five-mile hike now, leave my phone at home, and not be concerned about it. I, wouldn't, I, w- I wasn't able to do that right. in, the, in the BPL space. There was a client. There was a call. There was, there was always something, something going on. on. Yeah. There was always something going on. So that helped me clear my mind so I can focus on other things. Number one, my own mental health, mm-hmm. you know, my family's mental health, the mental health of, of, of the people around me. And I, th- I think where, where that comes in, in in the fire service is we can disconnect you know, from, from those calls, right? We can disconnect from the overdose. We can disconnect from the really bad car accident. Um, the first phase to do that is around the kitchen table. You know, there's, there's six or seven uh, folks at the fire station. You come back from a call, they call it gallows humor. We start talking about, man, can you believe that this happened? Or can you, wow, did you see that? And that's how you decompress. Um, but we need, to do, there, you, we need to do more. Firefighter mental health is, um, is a big issue right now. Um, for many reasons, right? The stigma associated with it. Uh, again, I go mountain biking, I break an arm, I come in with my arm in a sling. Whoa, what happened, man? Oh, I was mountain biking. Yeah. You're going to say, hey, what's going on? Oh, man, man I'm, my head's not straight today. Well, you're persona non grata. It's, 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 not, it's not cool. It's not what firefighters do. Uh, and we need to get over that. And, and, and how you do that is by having conversations um, with your team around the table. You have uh, conversations like, you know, like this, bringing it out in the open yeah. um, to uh, to help relieve some of that uh, some of that anxiety that firefighters what, face. What are your life KPIs, right? So when you, what's important to you? Because you, you're, you're a guy, you know, I've known for many years, uh, deep spiritual. Like, what are things that are important to you? Man, am I learning? Okay. Am I moving forward? And it, learning could be anything, right? Am I learning a new skill? Am I learning a new song on the guitar? Right. Am I, am I learning something new about the environment? Am I working with somebody and making them better? So my KPI is if, if, if I'm learning, I'm moving forward. If I'm moving forward, then I'm progressing. The minute I stop doing that, I, I, I get really anxious. Uh, I'm about to wrap up school now in May, and I'm already a little freaked out of what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? Um, and, and I think that what drives me is, is that, right, that, 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 forward, that forward motion you know, did I work out today? Did I do something? Did I do some type of activity? Right. It doesn't have to be, you know, a 30-mile, 40-mile bike ride. It could be a five-mile bike ride. Was I outside? And most importantly, did I give gratitude? Did I thank somebody for being in my life? Yeah. You know, and it, for whatever reason. Man, you want to make someone's day? Just walk up to them out of the, hey, hey thanks, for, thanks for being in my life. I, yeah. I appreciate you. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, well, I haven't <laughs> heard that in years. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, what's there, you know, some kind of weirdo? So just, just, man, just being thankful for... For waking up, man. Yeah, it's the only opportunity I need. One hundred percent. Let's take it back to the customer. So, when you're in the BPO space, you know, you have a dozen or so customers, Fortune mm-hmm. five hundred kind of companies. 
And now your customers, what, the community? I mean, the like, community. And, and how do you service that customer? It's, 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 it's different. Yeah, it, it is and it isn't, man, right. right? So, you know, in the BPO space, you, your customer, right, is, is the client and their customer is the customer. It's what do they want? Why do they, what are they relying on you for? If they're in the BPO space, or they're relying on you to take care of their customer, provide a service, answer questions, that's that. My customer is a community. They're relying on me that when they call 911, that someone's going to show up to the house. They don't want somebody who's a pretty good paramedic or a pretty good firefighter. Yeah. Or they want the best paramedic, right. the best firefighter to show up on their door and take care of them in the time that they're most stressful, right? Because it's something that they, man, I, I'm short of breath. My chest hurts. I just It's a fell. pressure pack situation. I, right. Yeah. They, they need the best of the best. They don't want the kind of good firefighter. They want the best of the best to show up. And you've got to deliver that service. But more importantly, what do they need right then and there? Mm -hmm. Do they need comfort? Right. Do they need medical care? Do they just need direction on what to do next? And you have to be able to decipher what that is. You can't treat every patient the same way. You can't expect that the answer that you're going to give them is going to be the same answer to everyone. The same that you can't treat every customer the same way. We have more educated customers than ever before. Yeah. We, and we also have customers who just want to just solve this for me. I don't want to hear the 15-minute spiel on your goals and I'll go to the company. Just make this go, make this problem disappear. And as service providers, because at the end of the day, it's what we are, we need to decipher what does this customer need and how quickly can I get it to them? Because the sooner I can solve this problem, it just de-escalates the entire situation. Yeah. We get to a call and grandma fell and she's screaming, she's stuck in the bathroom. The minute we get her comfortable, the husband's comfortable, the daughter's comfortable, the, the, just the tension goes down. So how do you get a customer? You, you walk into one of these situations, right, that unfortunately somebody's having a heart attack, an OD, whatever. Mm -hmm. How do you defuse that situation so that you can operate calmly and, and take care of business? You have to operate calmly. Because they're, they're expecting you to be the professional. So they're going to follow right. your lead. You get in and you're like, whoa, forget it. That, that, that place has got the hell in a yeah, handbasket. Right. But you get there. Hey, you grab, you grab airway. You grab the IV. You start pulling meds. You put the cuff on them. Super calm. When, when a scene operates like that, man, it just brings the temperature down. And it's down. operating off of a playbook, right? It's, 100, it's, it, right. It's, it's a checklist playbook. But business is the same way, right? When, when, when you're shooting from the hip, uh, you don't have a roadmap of sort of a playbook of like, this is how we operate. That's when things go wrong. And people... People recognize that. Right. Your client will recognize, wait a minute, this, these guys don't have a plan. They don't have a plan. They, sh they showed up. They said, oh, we can do this. When they, when they rubber wet the road, they had no idea what was going on. No, right. now, I'm, now I'm freaking out. Exactly. And the, and, and the same is when you walk into one of these situations. It's, we it's, walk into a, Dan, we walk into a situation. What It could be Abuelita yeah. fell down. Right. Right. The daughter's freaking out. Latia's freaking out. The people are just showing up in the house. I'm like, where are these people? I go, <laughs> who did they, they call first? <laughs> they call the families first, then, then they call 911. Yeah, yeah. And right away, it's like, hey, calm down. First of all, if it's a, if it's a Spanish family, speak in their language. You want to defuse a situation? Right. When, I say, when I say something in Spanish, it's, love you. It's, oh, it's game well, over. By the way, we should have done this podcast. It's, it's game over. Much, much it's better, mijito, yeah. que tu quiere, yeah. me, doctor. I'm like, I am not a doctor <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But right away, it diffuses it, man. Yeah. When, you, when, you, when you release the tension in any situation, whether it's on the phone with a customer, whether it's a customer at a car accident who's trapped in a car, man. Hey, I got this. I got this. I got this. Everybody, this before. everybody relax. Uh, you know, we had a kid who fell down. They cracked his head. The mom is freaking out, scaring the little girl. 
Right. I, th- I go, Mom. Forgot it. I go, relax. Yeah. I got down. I looked the little girl in the eye. I'm like, what's going on? By the way, nice vans. Did you just get those? Turns the situation. It turns the situation. The mom's still freaking out. But then we got somebody else to take care of. Mom, come over here. I yeah. need some information from you. Remove them, remove them from the scene. It's funny. You mentioned language. Mm-hmm. Language is important, not just in your situation where you know you walk into Abuela's house and you start speaking Spanish, but uh, in business and in leadership. Sure. How do, how do you do that with the fire department and your teams that you, uh, that you manage and, and, and lead? Yeah. You know, we, we have to change the way we speak, right, um, individually and as businesses. Uh, we should do this. We're going to do this. That's nothing. That's an empty promise. We will be the best at X. We will provide the best service to the customer. When you start thinking like, man, I should go to the gym this week. No, no, no. I I will will. go to the gym tomorrow morning. I will. I'm going to put a time on it. I'm going at 6 a.m. Right. Right. So so we need to change the language uh, and we need to change how we speak so we can make things happen. Yeah. Right. We can't will things uh, to, to materialize. We can't hope that we're going to land new business. I can't hope that I'm going to save this no. guy's life. No, I will pr- be at peak performance and I will do my best to provide my best service to the customer. I am going to do that. Uh, and, and I think, you know, in business, in, in personal life, right, I will go ride bike today. I will bang out 30, 40 miles on my bicycle yeah. today, whether I want to or not. I will do that. And the, and the minute you start thinking you start compromising with yourself. That's when things just right. start. It's like a uh, house yeah, of cards. I'll write tomorrow. I'll write tomorrow. And then that's the chain yeah. of it's it is it is so true that discipline is freedom, right? In anything. Mm-hmm. You want financial freedom? Great. Well, l- l- let me see all your expenses. Okay, well, you're carrying a heavy credit card balance. Mm-hmm. You're spending way too much money on the weekends on XYZ. You right. live in a house that you can't afford. Sorry. The discipline is this. You're not going to go out on the weekends. You're going to start paying down this balance. You're going to go from a house that's like this to this. Mm-hmm. And then all the extra money you have, you will invest or reinvest mm-hmm. in yourself or whatever. Like that takes a level of discipline, mm-hmm. whether it's weight loss, whether it's driving your business, finance, and relationships. But it all comes down to business. Um, I'm sorry, to discipline. And if you have that discipline, it'll lead to freedom. Because that discipline becomes habit. It just becomes, 100%. It just becomes right. natural. Yeah. Like I don't know any other way. I don't know anything else to do than to get up and ride bike. Right. I don't know anything else to do than to eat a good meal or not eat after this time or not have 10,000 beers. They're, they're important. They're important. Because well, yeah, they, they, they build a structure uh, for you in, in life and they build a structure for you in business. You know, a guy checks out a jet when he flies a pilot the same way every time. You know, I check out the truck in the morning. I check out the meds in the morning the same way every time. That's my routine. I don't even, sometimes I finish it and I, I didn't even think I'd started. Yeah. When you go to the gym and you work out and you finish your routine, like, I'm, I'm done? Yeah. Did, did I miss a set? Yeah. Because it's just, you're just banging it and out. And you go off of those playbooks. Business is the same way. Like, when people start, you know, I have friends, we own a business, friends that own business, and they, you know, what's going on? I'm like, okay, where's your playbooks? Where are your checklists? Like, mm. what are the processes? And so many guys, they just wing it, right? I'm going to onboard this client. Okay, how do you onboard mm. the client? Like, what is step A to Z? Oh, I, I don't know. We set up a conference call. We put together an right, Excel right, spreadsheet. Right. Like, no, 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 dude, yeah. that, that, that's not a You're, You already failed at step one. You already failed at step one, right? Um, and I've seen it, you know, in, in what you shared in the fire department, at hospitals, 
You see it in the military, just like these playbooks, and it's like go step by step by step by step, and it takes discipline. But once you know it, it just starts to become mm-hmm. routine and habits, and uh, and that's honestly where greatness starts to build. There was, there was, there was a hospital, I'm going to say Maryland, I have no idea where yeah. it was. Their surgical infection rate was through the roof. So they came up, they had they had all the checklists, yeah. they had all yeah, the yeah, things, yeah, yeah. and nobody was following the checklist. So they had all these processes, all these, and everybody was casting it aside. So what the one surgeon did, he put a tent card on top of the scalpel, and it said, "Did you check your checklist?" So before he had to take, the, he had to read that and take that out yeah. before he picked up the scalpel. Almost went uh, surgical infection rates almost went to zero, just by by following something you already had. And it's sometimes so simple. Like, you're like, you know, you hear in business all the time, oh, let's sit through the strategy meeting and this. And, and I just roll my eyes. I'm like, guys, like, you're not even getting the blocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not doing what you already said you were going to do before. Yeah. Like our, our department, we, we have a, we had a strategy meeting at the beginning of the year, and there was some very basic stuff. Like, we you know, talked about all this. And I was like, guys, we got to get literally as simple as we got to get face-to-face time with clients. I know that sounds so simple, mm-hmm. but we've picked up bad habits, the corporate world, because of Zoom. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's Zoom and email and conference call. And then I'm like, we used to see clients every week. Now, you know, we never see them. We're going to get on a plane. We're going to go see them. We're going to break bread with them. We're gonna... And it has had a huge impact on mm-hmm. us from opportunities to understanding where we want to take the business and, and that kind of stuff. And that was just such a simple right. strategy, right? Yeah, yeah, like, you... that's a big strategy, really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it was actually super impactful. Right. And, I, didn't, and... I didn't go with this crazy AI, you right, know? Right, and, right. and that's what people waste their time on, right? Yeah. Yeah. When, when something doesn't work, rather than saying, okay, have we done everything we said we were going to do? Because right. if you didn't- Look at Magic Bullet. Then go back to that. Go back to that. Go back Go back to the fundamentals yeah. uh, every single time. And you, and you see it like in sports, right? It's, you know, the, the, the hitter's in a slump. Okay, right. well, let's go back. How are you moving your feet? You're moving your hands, batting practice, you know, that, that, that sort of stuff. So Batting practice. Yeah. So I, I tell my kids, you know, you've got to see different pitches in life, right? And, and as parents, you can't- you can't serve your kids softballs all the time. And you can't move them back from a high heat. And, right. and, and you can't back them off the plate on a curveball. Let them see. By the way, let them get dinged once in a while. Of course. They're, they're going to learn. And in, and in business, you have to take those risks, but you have to challenge yourself. And you have to continually see what are customers doing, what are customers saying. Don't shy away from the difficult customers. Don't shy away from the difficult implementations. Yeah. You know, don't, don't shy away from a rough conversation. That's going to make you better. And we... we we, that's where you build that that scab 100%. Of, uh, of business. It's hard. That's why you do it, right? If yeah. not, everybody would do it. Yeah. Um, sometimes you and I have talked, it's, it, it just takes a little bit more effort to be better than the next guy, right? And I, it's that, and I used to say, and I totally changed my mind on this, that Woody Allen saying of, you know, 80% of success is just showing up. And I go, man, that is such a low bar. Like, mm-hmm. And I go through time and I'm like, my gosh, he's, he's kind of right mm-hmm. on that. Like the, the amount of people who are late for meetings, don't show up prepared, uh, you know, what what have you, the right. little, little things. Right. And then you start to see, you know, like that success leaves clues. You're like, the top guys, oh, they did this little thing extra right. for me. Or they, and I'm like, ah, that's that's the magic. And it takes that much effort. Right. You want to be the best meeting guy? Yeah. Bring an agenda. 100%. Do the work. Do, do, do the pre-work it, it, for everybody. Make I, it easy on everybody. Make it easy. Guys, this is what we're going to talk about. Already, you, you're better than any other meeting 100%. maker. Uh, it, in I'm anticipating that we're probably going to have to go to hear some extra, extra information. Right. Let me walk you through this. You know, and, and same thing. I tell my kids, I'm like, every, everyone's here. That 80%. Yeah, right? everybody's here. Yeah. Just try a little better. You're, you're going to be 
much better already than the average. When you try hard, you're exponentially better. Yeah. With with an effort that whether you apply it to school, whether you apply it to work or your personal life, man, it's you you could you could really set yourself apart um, with just a little more effort, uh, a little more desire, uh, and then I think the the last piece is you've got to stay consistent. Yeah. Right? We can't run marathons all the time, but you got to keep running. You got to keep running. You got to keep running. Yeah, you 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 you, you got to show up. You got to put in the work, and you got to be consistently yeah. just disciplined about these things. Yeah. And, and it's listen, it's not it's not that complicated, right? Talking about complexity, when 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 I look at a situation personal life, business, at work. Uh, uh, I use the acronym RIC, right? Uh, R-I-C. The risk, the complexity, and the intensity of, of the project I'm looking at. And if this is risky, and it's intense, and it's complex, do I, does my business, do the people around me have the wherewithal to kind of push through this? I'm asking a lot of them. Right. I'm asking, it. it's complicated, it's going to be intense, man, and it may not work. Right. But if it's low risk, so let it be a little complicated. Let it be a little intense. If it's high risk, man, I want to wanna simmer it down a little bit so it's not that complicated. And when I looked at relationships, when I looked at hiring people um, for, for an organization, when I looked at clients, I'm like, man, is this client going to require a lot of me? Right. Can my business handle it? Or, or is it going to suck up so much resources from my business that I'm going to... And exhaust your people. Exhaust my people right. and I got nothing. I got an upset client. I got people that are exhausted. I right. got other clients that are upset. So you really got to have a formula mm -hmm. for, for how I'm going to kind of get through this situation. I like the acronym RIC, right? The risk, uh, intensity. intensity, and complexity. Right. After you've done that, what's next? Uh, yeah, so you got to deliver, right? So you have to deliver on, on the goods, and you have to evaluate your team the same way that we evaluate our, our, our team at work. We have uh, on a hazardous materials call, we have guys that are really good at mitigating the problem, right? We have guys that are uh, really good at doing the, the research on the product that we have. And we have other folks that are really good at evaluating, hey, what else? What other dangers might exist around here that we haven't, uh, that we haven't thought of? You know, and that comes down to desire or talent, right? Man, I am really good at something and I want to do it in the fire service. Right. I really wanted to do it and I was in good physical health. Let's bring it. Right. There's other things that I'm not so good at. I'm going to grind it out and be okay, but not great. And when you start kind of balancing the desire uh, versus talent, um, you've really got to look at what, what this individual wants to do and what they can do. Mm -hmm. um, I always say, oh, people say, work on your weaknesses. Your weakness is your weakness. Yeah. Build, make your strength Super so good, strong, right. so strong that your weakness is, it doesn't matter. It, right. it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't factor in. Um, and, and that's something where I think people get lost, right? People get... If they can't do something, they don't have the drive, so they quit right. um, because they didn't have the talent to do it to begin with. Well, you better have one. You better have one or the other. Right. You better have one or the other because because you're, you're gonna need you're gonna need both of them to um, you know to get through. So you know. So once once that's all once that's all done, um, man, you you've got to clear the mind. That's yeah. that's the last right. thing. That's the one that's gonna clear. You. That's the and one that's how, how, how do you decompress? What do you do? You know, uh, yoga, meditation, um, go for a walk, journal, ride bike. I think walking is great. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you can go out for a walk. Walking, you podcasting, or you just clear your mind. It, or, it depends. Or headspace. Yeah. So, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just if if I'm in the city, if I'm walking in the yeah. city, then it's a podcast. Right. Um, 
you know, what, what's going on? What's, what's somebody else doing? If I'm, if I'm away, if I'm on a, on a trail, uh, if I'm out on the Everglades, no podcast. I just want to hear. I've gone trail riding with you once and we got lost. Do you remember? That was, that was fantastic. <laughs> we, we did save two lives. Though. We did save, <laughs> wink, wink, two lives. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Um, you know, so, you know, and, and while you're, you know, and when I'm out there, right. Um, you know, volunteer work. I volunteer at Grassy Waters. Um, it's a preserve up in up in Palm Beach County, where we do nature hikes and canoeing with with kids and school field trips. Mm-hmm. Why do I do it? First of all, I love to be outside. Yeah, you like to be outside. Too. I learned a lot. Yeah. I learned a lot about our environment. Um, this is know. why I picked you. If I got stuck on the deserted <laughs> island, because I can't do any of this stuff. I'm just complaining. <laughs> yeah. Get me out of here. Perfect, Lewis. Save uh, me. But man, and and I, and I think you you had a guest on, um, I don't know, last month or so, Abel Abel Sanchez, and he says, "Don't be a tourist in your town." Uh, man, don't be a tourist in life. Right. You see a lot of people just kind of just walking through. Yeah. Walking through. We have we have a finite number of days. Yeah. You know, on this planet, if you just want to use that by walking around aimlessly. You're wasting your time, man. How are you not curious? You're, you're, like, yeah, it, it, you it, it, gotta be curious. Yeah. You learn something. <laughs> it's like when you go on a plane and you just see this guy. You're going on a four-hour flight, and he just sits there and he just looks straight yeah. ahead. You're like, no book, no nothing. audio, <laughs> no, yeah, no yeah. maybe watch a movie, yeah, no, yeah, nothing. nothing. Just nothing. like staring at the nothing. wall. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. You and I'm telling you, there there's so much to learn. There's so much to learn because there's so much to teach. Sure. And I think when if you're if you learn and you're not a teacher, you're you're selling you're selling yourself sh- short, but you're selling somebody else short as well that can learn from. And there's so many you. tools nowadays. I mean, the amount of stuff that I've learned on YouTube, just like I, I go down the rabbit hole, I go okay, nutrition or business, and then you just like bam, bam, bam. If you're not educating yourself, oh well, uh, maybe one day I'll go back to school or I'll get my graduate degree. No, no, start now. Like yeah, you want an now. MBA? Well, great. You can go spend 150 grand and, and get into a good school and, and whatever, and that's good. Or you could just start reading these 50 books, and mm-hmm. I promise you, you're gonna get about 90% right. of that. And the lectures, most of them are online. Like, yeah. so if it's about educating yourself and learning, start today. Right? Yeah. And, and stop the excuses. And, and 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 the good thing about that is if you're not if you're not getting anything from it, stop, pick up something else. Right. You know, and, and it's you know, I, I tell that to to some of the to so I'm on the hiring board at work. Um, the recruits, they uh, they work at our station, right? They're the first um, eight weeks uh, during recruit academy, so I get you know I, I get to see I get to hire them, you know I get to see them you know out at the you know working and getting better, and uh, and I tell them the same way that I tell my kids and I just tell people who work for me, we're writing this book we got this we got all these pages, write what you want. Right. The best thing about it, if I don't like what I'm writing, if I don't like what I'm reading, guess what? I'm gonna turn the page. I'm gonna go chapter five. And I'm going to start again. A lot of people get caught up in the, oh, my life is this, my life is that. Change it. Right. Change it. It's your life. Who's, if, by the way, if you don't change it, who's going to change it for you? Exactly. Yeah. What's the scariest situation you've ever walked into where you were like, oh, man? Because you don't go into a lot of fires in theory, right? You're, uh, yeah. You know, we, once in a while. We, yeah. Chemical yeah. spills and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, chemical spills, you know, underground, you know, uh, gas leaks. I, I guess nothing is, nothing is really, again, nothing is scary. Because we approach it with a discipline, we yeah. approach it with a plan, we approach Calmness. it with a playbook. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a fire where the roof's on fire, so there's a fear of collapse. Um, you know, a, a trench where you're going in to cap, you know, cap a gas line, but you're in a, you know, you're in a, in a very tight space, in a confined space, in a trench. Um, 
a fire where you don't see, you know, there's no fire, but there's a lot of smoke, so you don't see where you're going. You don't right. know if the next door you open is going to be where the, where the fire's at, you know. But again, it's it's a discipline. It's relying on our training. It's having a plan and a playbook. Right. So nothing is scary if you, you know, kind, kind of plan for it. Yeah. Firefighters all have nicknames. What's your nickname? Gonzo. Pop, so so the young guys call me Pops. Pops, right? Uh, uh, like the new new guy, like the guys that I came yeah, on yeah. with, but mostly everybody. Are you uh, in any of the calendars? Cosmo, a lot of people. Uh, are, we, we have fre- we have. Uh, this is a live studio audience. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> right. And there was a woman in the back that raised her hand yeah. and, and asked if you were on any calendars. So, uh, I in 2013 they made a calendar for me. Uh, why don't I? For, why don't I? Own I, I should have. I should have bought this calendar. I'm surprised Jason doesn't have one. But uh, uh, they superimposed my face into much better bodies okay. uh, than uh, than than what I have. But no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I wasn't. I was in the November uh, photo shoot. You do grow uh, a great mustache. It's it's yeah. it's impressive. Uh, my friend, before I let you go, I can't let you go without doing some rapid fire questions. Yeah, and and, and then I and then I got something for you. So let's. Okay, go. cool. All right, everyone knows that you're a big F1 fan. Yes, Schumacher. Or Hamilton, Schumacher. You can be uh, you can be a pitcher who hits a home run, an offensive lineman who scores a touchdown, or a goalie that scores a hockey goalie that scores a goal. What do you pick? Yeah, I love I love you, you play hockey. Yeah, yeah. I, I love hockey, but that's such a weak shot. It's probably going to be on an empty net. On an empty net. On an empty net. So there's no there's no challenge there. Man, an offensive lineman because I'm a I'm a big stumbling, bumbling guy, <laughs> and they get so excited they don't even know how to spike gonna, the ball. I'm gonna fall across. I'm gonna fall across <laughs> yeah, the everyone goal. Everyone loves yeah, that. Roll into the end zone. One hundred percent. There you go. Uh, the book that you've gifted the most, uh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, your favorite because everybody knows that you love these hikes and skiing mm-hmm. and, and 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 adventurous stuff. Your favorite explorer. Oh, Ernest Shackleton. Ernest Shackleton. Yeah, we're both we're both big Shackleton fans. Yeah, and 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 again, talk about leadership. Um, not not to steal your rapid fire yeah. question. So no, Ernest, no, no. Ernest, Ernest, Ernest Shackleton, they get they get caught they get caught in the ice, um, you know, low on food. They may not make it out. All this thing. One of his guys starts not getting lippy, but starts you know you're we're doing the wrong thing. What's going on? He was gonna shoot this guy dead where he stood. Yeah. Right at the end of the day, as a leader. Listen, your team's got their marching orders. Everyone's got to do play their part. But at the end of the day, every organization needs a leader that's got to, when the shit hits the fan, they've got to clamp down and say, at the end of the day, this is on me, and it's going to happen like this. And Shackleton said, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it, and I will shoot you dead if you, know, if, if you don't stick with the plan. Right. He kept all those men alive, right? I think they maybe kept one them, they died, kept- right? No, I, no, they kept no, he kept them all. Yeah, alive. he kept all, all alive. Yeah, and they all survived, and they all found a and board. They and they, yeah, yeah, it's 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 so an amazing story them. and uh, great 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 book uh, for people to read. You get stranded on an island, mm-hmm. and you get one artist, their music library, for the rest of your life on this island. What what artist do you pick? Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Okay, good stuff, my man. That's it. We're uh, almost. For... So, um, quick story. Okay, during um. During Vietnam, yeah, right. There was a bar uh, that would serve free drinks to the servicemen, and all the servicemen had to do was prove that they were in combat. So you know, bring a, a, a bullet, bring an article, tooth. <laughs> a tooth, whatever, 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 whatever it was. Um, so when things got a little out of hand, people started bringing grenades. And, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we yeah. need a better a better system for this. 
So it was, it was one of the Army's infantry teams that kind of stamped the coin with their infantry number. Uh, so it became a thing. You, sh you show up to a bar, you present this coin, here, here's your drink. It's become tradition to, to coin or mint coins for the armed services, for different, um, you know, different groups, right? Everybody's got their own coins. So what I've got for you nice. is a little this. coin. Wow, West Palm Beach Fire Department. Very, very cool. This so, is awesome, so man. That, what an honor. So that is our department's coin. Very cool. Um, with, our, with our logo on it. So I don't know if it'll get you a free beer anywhere. I hope. We'll, but we'll, it's, uh, after this podcast, we'll go, yeah, we'll but go the, test it but, out. But, you know, again, so they get, they get run, they get printed, and they don't get printed again. Really? There's, um, there's 275 of those. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I'm honored. Uh, honored that you'd come on the podcast. Honored that, by the way, you also gave me this cool T-shirt cool, that I wore today. Uh, uh, my friend, anything you want to plug? Uh, I know that you're involved in lots of you know nonprofits and different mm -hmm. organizations. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, so the two big ones for me are environmental, uh, right? So the Everglades Foundation. Um, you know, just tr trying to keep our ecosystem here in South Florida uh, healthy and our waterways. We've seen. Um, you know, a lot of the tide issues that yeah. the tidal issues that they've had out on the, uh, uh, on the, uh, West coast of Florida, you know, so just, just be mindful, right. Of, of what we're putting in our ground and then firefighter mental health, uh, is the other one, right? We, we have a mental health crisis that's affecting everyone in this country, yeah. right? Uh, it's really affecting our firefighters when, uh, firefighters are more likely to die by suicide than a line of duty death, wow. which, which is incredible, incredible. That, that, that that's even that something that, that we talk about, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, you know, so again, if you're a, if you're a firefighter, if you're a first responder, uh, if you're having trouble, you know, seek help. You know, seek a friend. There's plenty of assistance out there. Just reach out to somebody and uh, and and get some help. All right, amigo. Thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Don't ever change. Absolutely. If I get stranded on that island, I'm taking Call you. Call me. All right. Call me later.